0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Nick and John podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah, we are finally doing this. Uh, Yes, we are. How long have we been talking about this?
1: This has been a thing we've been talking about and, you know, alpha testing, we're now in beta testing. This is something that's like been in the works now for quite some time. So it's cool to finally, you know, get it going and um, yeah, have a chat. I think
0: it was maybe almost even two or three months ago now that I said to you, When we're hanging out, when we're talking, we always are covering so many different topics, things we want to talk about. Um, And wouldn't it be fun if we could just start a podcast, cover a few different topics, and uh, really for no other reason than just, you know, being able to uh, tell our friends what we're thinking, or maybe if you're driving home from work, and you're looking for something to listen to, and you know me, or you know Nick, and you want to hear what our opinions are on things, um, we could find a short medium to share our thoughts.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, like John said, he brought it up to me. I didn't know something that he wanted to do at the time, but um, when he brought it up to me, I mean, instantly it's something that I wanted to do. I mean, we're having these conversations anyways, so why not have them recorded? Why not give you guys a chance to listen if you want to? And uh, if not, it's just, you know, a fun, creative outlet for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for everything we're going to do. And I thought that the best way to do it would be to break it down into a few different segments. So, we're going to try and do two, three, four, five, depending on the week, um, different segments covering different topics uh, of our choosing. And then maybe if we uh, have some people who are listening and are interested and want to give us an example of a topic, something that we, they want us to talk about that week, um, then we can make that our third topic of the week or our fifth topic of the week, something like that.
1: Yeah. And um, I mean, if you're out in the podcast sphere, if you're listening, and even if there's something that we did that you like and you want to see back, I mean let us know. And, uh, yeah, we're here for the listeners. So yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, all okay. right. So let's start this off. Uh, I wanted to do something that we could do every single show, something that connects them all together. Cause we're going to be covering a lot of different things, but I think it would be fun to have this one theme, something that we do every time. So yeah. what we're going to do is, is Nick has thought of a word and I have thought of a word. We don't know what the words are. We're going to find out right now, live on the podcast. And the goal is, is I'm going to have to use Nick's word at some point or multiple points throughout the podcast. And Nick is going to have to use my word.
1: Just to clarify, am I, every time I'm using the word you give me, am I marking it down and we're giving a count at the end?
0: I don't think so, but we'll let the listeners kind of count it out at the end. I think we'll have a good idea. Like you'll, you'll have a mental uh, note of how many times you've used that word.
1: Keep a pen and pad nearby and uh, let us know who won.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, Nick, am I typing you the word or am I saying it out loud? Like, how do you, how should we do it?
1: Say it out loud. Let them know. And uh, that way they can keep track of like, you know, who's on task.
0: Okay. So, Nick, your word for this podcast is indubitably.
1: Indubitably. I would love to spell that out for myself, but I don't know how. So, I'm just going to write what I think. Indubitably.
0: Indubitably.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, uh, your word. I'm gonna. I'm thinking right now, like how many times I can say indubitably during this. But your word is bonanza.
0: Bonanza. Okay. Which marking
1: th- is a real word? Is it a real word? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm marking that down because. Uh just a little bit inside the podcast. Once I, we tried to do this and I forgot the word <laughs> and, and I said a different we word.
1: tried to do it and I just didn't say it the whole time. So we have it written down. We're ready to go, indubitably.
0: Yes, this podcast will be a bonanza. Love it. All right, Nick. So let's get started on our first topic of the day.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, look, I like to uh, be in touch with, you know, what's going on in the world, um, let alone checking the world calendar, you know, the fun gag little holidays that are going on because, you know, those ones need love too. They're not all Christmas, they're not all Hanukkah, the little ones need love. And today, um, I happened to check out and there were two holidays today, actually. Um, one of which was National Spinach Day, which we are going to show no love because that sounds horrible. But the one I wanted to focus on was National Make Your Own Holiday Day. So it's a day where you decide what holiday it's going to be today, which I thought was really cool. And I wanted to ask you and then give my own opinion of what would be your holiday on National Make Your Own Holiday Day.
0: So I feel like everyone's natural inclination is to say like, oh, if I can make my own holiday, I'd make it all about me. Like I'd make it John Day. But mm-hmm. I think that you want to make a holiday that's going to make everyone have a great time on this day. And I agree. You want, yep. you want them to like look forward to, what is it, March, uh, recording on March 26th. So you want them March to- March 26th. March 26th is the day that we do this. So to me, the answer has to be break out in dance.
1: I so, love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of, you know, like, you know, you're hanging out and then you know that it's Breakout in Dance Day and your friend just puts on a song and it's like, well, it's Breakout in Dance Day, I guess we got to start dancing. So that has to happen all over the world at random times. I would love to see everybody breaking out in dance
1: routines. So it's kind of like a day for the world to just be like the realm in Footloose, pretty much. Like everyone's just going to bust out into dance. Does song apply to this?
0: Well, I don't think it's specific songs because I feel like that takes away from the day of dance.
1: Oh, no, no. I mean like kind of like a high school musical-esque where like, let's say you and I are talking about doing a podcast and then I break out into like, I've always wanted to do, you know, like while dancing.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think you got it. I think it's like, uh, it's like flash mob day almost. But, you know, like I, I don't want it to be like to people who are like, oh, I'm so over flash mobs. Like, I don't want it to be like that because, you know, you could just be like hanging out with a friend and you break out. And it's not like this huge, like choreographed routine. But like I want it to be like, oh, it's raining outside. Like umbrella pops open, song comes on and then everyone breaks out and dance.
1: See, I feel like not only the people involved in said dance would get like a joy and a kick out of this. I feel like also, let's say like I'm right now in my computer room while we're recording this and I happen to look outside on March 26th, national breakout to dance day. And I see a whole choreographed routine going on outside. Like I would enjoy that. And I'm not even having to participate. I feel like what you're suggesting is kind of like a very to your own discretion kind of thing. And I love that. I think that's really cool.
0: And you won't even have to question it. You just look outside and everybody's dancing and you're like, oh, it's just a breakout and dance day.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of me seeing Christmas carolers on Christmas. It's just a thing I grew up with. And were we to make national breakout and dance day, March 26th, then it would just be something our kids would grow up with. Exactly. So try and top that. Okay. See, I was on pace with you that I thought, because at first I was thinking to myself, okay, I need to be something really funny, like, you know, maybe like, Or something that like people can benefit from in an obscure way. Like things like National Break Something at Work Day kind of came to mind. But then I'm like, A, I might fear how much I like breaking stuff at work. Let alone, I want it to be more productive. I want it to be something, like you said, everyone could benefit from. Not everyone has a job. Not everyone works. So I thought to myself, what do, if not everyone, most people love? And I came up with National Movie Day. So that's a day that... Your intention is to stay home, whether it's from work, school, whatever your day-to-day is, and you watch classic cinema. I mean, whether it's movies, whether you want to catch up on television shows, whether there's a series you have never watched before, it's literally a day to get together with people you love and watch great movies or TV. Uh,
0: I love it. At first, when you said it was movie day, I was going to ask you if we could include TV shows in there. So I'm glad that we can. Yes. Um, But is it not just every weekend?
1: So here's the thing. So good point, but it's kind of like the idea of, you know, how everywhere outside of Quebec, because we have to be different, has like family day. And I mean, technically any weekend should be family day, but we dedicate this day to say, like, no matter what's going on, you're going to stop on this day and you're going to get together as a family. Every weekend I could say that I want to catch up on the entire Harry Potter series, but am I going to do it? Do I have the time to actually do it? Maybe I have to catch up on a work project. Maybe I need to see some friends I haven't seen in a while. This is a day for me to say, my intention today is to do that. So I think it's giving you an opportunity to bond over great content, to just fulfill your life in a way that you might in increments, like you said, it could be any weekend, but a day dedicated to that.
0: Okay. So I I think that's great. But I really don't know if breakout and dance day doesn't top that. So what I would suggest is if you're listening to this podcast, hit us up, let us know. What would you prefer? National breakout and dance day or what are we calling your holiday?
1: See, I don't want to call it content day. I I I think it's kind of like in regards to yours where a national breakout into dance day could include breaking out into songs. We'll call it movie day. It could be television shows. I hate the fact that I think I might be voting for a national breakout into dance day, but hey, let us know.
0: All right, one nothing, John.
1: <laughs> I love it. Moving on to our second topic. I mean, John and I love sports, primarily myself, basketball. John, you're more of kind of like an all-sports kind of guy. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit, NBA, more specifically, um, up-and-comers. New, young, whether they're hot at the moment or they're going to be hot in the future. I want to know from you, two teams from each conference, East and West, who you think in the next five years are going to make noise and shake up the NBA. And specifically young teams and not teams that are, like I don't want to hear about Philadelphia, like not young teams that are seeing major success at the moment. They could be seeing marginal success. They could be, this could have been their year to climb up the ranks, but I want to hear teams that are really going to move up in the rankings within the next five years.
0: Okay, so when I think about this, I'm going to think about a couple teams who are, in the playoffs, or either right outside the playoffs. And I'm going to think about a couple teams who pretty much bottomed out this year, but I see them being really successful over the next few years. So in the East, uh, the number one team, which I have high hopes for, is the Brooklyn Nets. Love it. I think that they are the team of New York. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the Knicks have not been successful for a quarter century now. Uh, If James Dolan doesn't sell that team, I do not see them being successful. For I don't know how long in the future.
1: Amen. Um, amen.
0: So all these guys, all these free agents that are coming up in the summer, if they want to play in New York, you know the biggest media market, um, they want to be there. Basically, the media capital of the world. Why not play in Brooklyn? And if you're gonna do that, it's because you saw the team that they put together this year. I believe they're in sixth right now in the East. Um, Sixth or
1: seventh, somewhere in.
0: Yeah, somewhere in the bottom.
1: If not, it's close.
0: Exactly. And the man, out of everyone, D'Angelo Russell, coming D'Angelo. out of
1: nowhere.
0: Right. Uh, D'Angelo Russell coming out of nowhere. I think he's averaging about 20, 21 points a game, yeah, I think seven it's, assists. Yep, right on the
1: border better. of that.
0: Um, I mean, uh, him, Dinwiddie, um, mm. 17 points a game. Jared Allen, 12 points a game. Uh, they have a young core that, imagine a Kyrie Irving came to their team. <sighs> You know, that could be a huge deal. Kevin Durant, could he go there? You know, I, I think it's great. I've heard that the atmosphere in the stadium is amazing. amazing. I would love to see Brooklyn being successful.
1: I think you raised a great point that whoever's thinking or had a thought about New York, I feel like that is the New York team right now.
0: Exactly. What else uh, so then in the East, I also got the Atlanta Hawks.
1: Love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to steal any of your teams. I don't know if you're going to say these, but um, I was a huge Trey Young fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the way Steph Curry's transformed the NBA. I love what Trey Young, who's basically, he's the next man up with regards to, uh, you, know, you know, teaching these kids to shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, whether it's from half court or from the three-point line. Crazy. Um, all threes are created equal as long as you have space between you and the defender, you got to shoot that ball. And I love that, you know, it's taken him maybe two, three, four months, but now he's really pushing for rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think
0: he's going to win it, but I think that he's definitely made a case for himself. He basically, I I think a few nights ago uh, he just hit a game winner to beat the Sixers. Uh, Yeah. And
1: I think there were three players. I, I can't remember exactly who I know. Thad Young was one of which three of them who said it's his award to win at the moment.
0: For sure, for sure. I mean, I think it's going to go to Doncic, but, um, you know, look, there was a huge trade last year between the Hawks and the Mavs. I don't think either one of them lost right now, but I love what the Hawks are doing with Trey Young. I hope they build around him, uh, averaging 19 points a game, eight assists, four rebounds. I mean, this is a guy that people said last year, um, you know, funny enough, they knew how great Steph Curry is, but they said, I don't think Trey Young can actually play in the NBA.
1: Crazy, eh? He's yeah, just he might just a be an college player.
0: So, uh, my vote for the two teams in the, the East, that would be high risers going to the next few years would be the Nets and the Hawks over in the West, you know, chalk pick, you got to give me the Sacramento Kings. Um, you know, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have said, absolutely not, but I love what they've done all year. Um, I've
1: been preaching my Kings all season, my Kings as if I'm a Sacramento fan, but (laughs) yeah.
0: So you move there now. Um, (laughs) So look, De'Aaron Fox stepping up. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan in college, but he's really proved me wrong. I've been so thrilled to watch him. Uh, 17 points a game, seven assists, uh, almost four rebounds a game. So really stepping up. Marvin Bagley, um, for all the talk about Ayton, about Doncic, about Trey Young. Um, I loved Marvin Bagley in college. Originally, he was hyped to be the number one overall pick. Uh, Earlier in college, and he's really living up to it, uh, having a great rookie campaign, but the man you know what I 'm about to say right a
1: man of the hour
0: talk about buddy healed oh, okay. um, who makes the case for all NBA teams to stop judging rookies and sophomores
1: Thank so you
0: you know the guy's averaging twenty one points a game and I mean, he's the, the reason that the Kings are doing so well, uh, and he's probably lifting up the rest of the team, whether yeah. it's Fox, Bagley, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. They've got a great young nucleus. Do I think any free agents will go there? That is my question. That is where my hesitation is with the Kings, but I do love what they're building together, and um, I-, I think it's great. Great young core, 100%. And my last team would be the Dallas Mavericks, um gotta take them uh, i spoke a little bit about Doncic young earlier Doncic, obviously uh having a great rookie campaign you know he comes from europe already has a lot of experience playing in the nba he's having an amazing season 21 points a game six assists almost eight rebounds a game uh Crazy. and you know what they pick up tim hardaway jr mm-hmm. and porzingis and uh, you know it's you know we gotta wait to be to see what's gonna happen but i think that they smoke the knicks on that trade
1: yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's no no contest in that one. It's not even a Trey Young Doncic situation. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah.
0: So I I love what's happening in Dallas. I think they're going to be great. I think they're yeah. going to bring in probably one more All Star potentially, and they can have really a juggernaut going the next few years. And I don't know if you know about this, but do you know that uh, Giannis's younger brother, Huston, yes. Tacoma, yes, is playing for the Mavs, um, and he just got called up. So. Um, It'd be interesting to see what happens there. At least he'll play in place of Porzingis for the next little bit, and uh, hopefully he's not a bust. But if he's anything right. like his brother, um, the Mavs are going to be crazy.
1: Oh my god! Imagine if he can develop even into half of the player that Yanis is. How how big that can be for them. But yeah. um, look, you picked all of my picks, and I think did I really you did. Funny enough, but I think that just goes to show that this is kind of like there's no there's no right or wrong answer here. And sorry, there is only a right answer here. Better better put that way. Because I obviously, like most people, have not been on the Hawks these past couple of years. And look, I knew Trey Young's talents, we're going to go on the East right now real quick, would translate into the NBA. Because like right now we're in the shooting generation. I mean, Steph Curry generational. You know, Steph Curry is the NBA. And I knew that that would be good for them. I was someone who at the time... Going into the draft, I was very hyped on Doncic. I thought he should have been the first overall pick, um, especially since Phoenix so badly needs a point guard. But God bless Jimmer Fredette, and he is going to be that point guard for them. But focusing on Doncic, I was hyped on him. I was really thought the Atlanta Hawks made a bad move. But it's clear... Like you said, no one lost on that trade. They are benefiting tremendously. And I mean, aside from Trey Young, I'm also very big on John Collins. I think he's someone who, in his sophomore year, is really um, surprising people, really make, making people eat his words in terms of like who were the best draft picks of his draft. Because, I mean, we have John Collins over here averaging 19.4 points a game. He's averaging 9.7 rebounds. I mean, half a block almost two assists. I mean, this is a guy who arguably is like top three, if not five of his draft class. So I think that's incredible. Atlanta Hawks have a great future ahead of them. Torian Prince is also going to be great. On the note of the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, I think you said it all. I think between... D'Angelo Russell, who is showing everyone in LA what he is really made of, showing the league what he is made of. First year All Star, Spencer Dinwiddie, potential six man of the year candidate. He's not going to win it because Lou will, but were it any other year where Lou will not involved, it could have been him. Um, Carissa Levert, a guy who, before getting so what looked like such a horrible injury, um, averaging 18 points a game, shocking everyone. He's amazing. I agree with you. I think Brooklyn right now is the New York destination for free agents.
0: Think about the bonanza that will ensue if one of the free agents comes to the Nets. And I'm not talking about like a Jimmy Butler. I'm talking about a Durant uh, or a Kyrie.
1: Oh, indubitably. And I love that Jimmy Butler is you and my, um, what our expectation of a free agent you don't want on your team signing is. Oh, or he's.
0: He's going to the Knicks. Like oh, it's, he's going uh, to the
1: Knicks. And yeah. Dude, yeah, the Knicks are walking away with a boatload of Jimmy Butler. But, it's a
0: reverse bonanza. Uh,
1: and it. I hate that kind of bonanza. But, yeah, look, I think Brooklyn is where it's at right now in New York. They're going to be great. Um, moving on to the West, I mean, I think Dallas Mavericks was just like the obvious answer. Again, I think there is no – not obvious answer because it's Dallas and Sacramento, but Dallas between Doncic and Kristaps, I mean, this is something that could be historical. I mean, in terms of duos that have happened in the NBA. I mean, I'm not going to jump on the wagon right away and say Shaq and Kobe, but this could be really huge. I'm a firm believer that Doncic is a historical player. And this is something I thought going in to the NBA, I thought he was going to translate. It did. Um, Very big on him. And I mean, I think a lot of people forget just how good Kristaps is because he hasn't played. Just to remind you, almost 23 points. In defense-wise, 2.4 blocks, almost a steal per game, 6.6 rebounds. Like he's phenomenal. He's played three seasons ever. I think the two of them are going to do something that Dirk and Nash should have done in Dallas years, years back. They have the potential, like you said, to land if not two All Stars, at least one. And I, from what I hear, their primary targets are Kemba Walker and Nikola Vucevic, and I think those are two guys that would fit in great over there. And the Sacramento Kings. I love what they're doing. They're awesome. The young core there is phenomenal. I agree with you that it's maybe not a free agent spot, but I don't know if they want that. I mean, they have such great young talent. Buddy Heald is the man. And I believe it was you and a couple other friends who, when he was on New Orleans, telling me, oh, I love Buddy Heald. And me, unfortunately, like the rest of the fans, kind of jumping down his throat at such a young age, at such a young part of his career, saying, he wasn't good enough saying that the Marcus Cousins trade was botched, but look at the Kings now. They clearly won that trade. He's phenomenal. The Aaron Fox is going to be an all-star, mark my words there. I was big on him going to the draft. I thought LA should have gone with him at the time. After his first season, I was eating those words, but he clearly is backing that up. He's great and I mean, Marvin Bagley, once he moves from the bench and he becomes a bigger part of the offense I mean he's already doing phenomenal but he's gonna do even better Willie Cauley-Stein you know I'd say um, higher middle tier center and then off the bench you have Bogdanovich so with those five guys alone that is a great young core and I can't wait to see what Sacramento does next year and hey keep in mind the Denver Nuggets were in ninth place last year and look at them now
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to be thinking that if you're Magic Johnson, you are kicking yourself right now for taking Lonzo uh, over De'Aaron Fox. Now, don't get me wrong. We we don't know what Lonzo's going to be.
1: We don't. And we're both Lonzo fans.
0: Yeah, for sure. But just, uh, ooh, uh, I know there was a lot of comparisons going into uh, their careers in the NBA. I was strictly on the Lonzo bandwagon. Um, and I still hope he does well, but Darren Fox is really making a case for himself. Um, it's like, you know, he shut him down in the NCAA AA tournament a couple of years ago and he's shutting him down right now in his second year in the NBA saying that he definitely deserved to be drafted higher than he was.
1: Yeah. And, um, kind of to your buddy heel point, he's also showing that we shouldn't, uh, be so quick to judge rookies.
0: For sure. For sure. And uh, you look, I mean, Fox could not have a great year next year, and I still think he could be a great NBA player. So uh, we'll see what happens. You got to give these players at least two, three, four years to make something of themselves in the NBA before we really judge them. Are they going to be great players or not?
1: Yeah. And uh, look, to our points uh, in five years, let's uh, check back and see where the Atlanta Hawks, Brooklyn Nets, Sacramento Kings and Dallas Mavericks are at.
0: 100%. Okay, next. so let's get to our last topic of the day. And this is going to be a big one. I'm so excited for it because it's March. And I love March because I love the NCAA March Madness Tournament. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a bracket, not a full 60-14 bracket, but we're going to make, you know, we're, we're heading towards the Sweet 16 in March Madness. I wanted to pick the 16 best people that were born in March and what I'd like to do, this is the criteria. So hear me Mm -hmm. out. Yes. Um, You know, play along at home. But what we're going to do is I want to say, you know, we have these discussions sometimes about like, which athlete would we send to the aliens? (laughs)
1: Like who would win in like a universal competition
0: for sure. So this is what I want to know. So the aliens come and they say, earthlings, please send me the best person you have that was born in March. Okay, we want the best person with a March birthday come to represent Earth. Now, you don't have to think about them in terms of athletic competitions, but I want the aliens to be impressed. Like, wow, this is a great person you sent us.
1: Yeah, it's like Um, what they do, they are great at, or just them as an individual or like who they are.
0: Exactly. So they're awesome. Uh, They made a huge impact on the world. And it could be because they're really attractive or they're really accomplished. So I was thinking about how can I do this? So here's a little bit of background. So I went and I looked up all of the famous March birthdays and I divided them into a few different categories or the regions. So in the NCAA bracket, you have the the East, the West, the Midwest, and the South. But here we got our musicians. We got our actors and actresses. We got our athletes. And then finally, we got our miscellaneous category. So people that oh. couldn't fit in the others. These are other famous people that we needed to include because you never know. You might want to send them to the aliens.
1: So I. So first of all, when John told me that he wanted to cover March Madness and he told me what he meant by it, I thought this was hilarious. I think this is a great idea. Like he said, play along at home. I didn't know though when he told me about it, and now you know we're sharing screen. I'm just looking at his screen he went and made a bracket out of it. And it's literally as you would fill out your March Madness bracket. And I'm super stoked. I can't wait to see who's in the miscellaneous division. And yeah, John, lead lead the way. Let's do this.
0: Okay. So just so you guys know how this works. So we had a lot of different people to pick. And there were some people who had to be left on the cutting room floor because – I asked people, I gave people at my office the list and I said, I want you guys to put stars next to your top four for each category and then I put it together, okay? So uh, just so you guys can picture at home, so we're in the top left section of the bracket. We're gonna start with our musician section. So Nick, you're gonna help me. We gotta decide together, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna listen to your influence because I've seen this before. So I really need you to, um, you know, because I put this together. So I want you to let me know what you think. Fresh set of eyes. Convince me which person should move on to the elite eight. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the musician category and the number one seed in the musician category is Sir Elton John. Okay. He's going up against our number four seed in the category, Justin Bieber. So two very different musicians. I'm going to give you the stats for each of them and then you're going to tell me why you choose one or the other. Okay. So we got Sir Elton John you know, known for your song "Candle in the Wind," he was knighted in 1998. He has five Grammys. He is considered the most successful male solo artist of all time, according really? to Billboard. Okay. Really? Really? Um, he's considered one of the most successful artists of all time, right behind Madonna and the Beatles. He's been heavily involved in the fight against AIDS. He fights for gay rights. He is uh, an amazing advocate for a lot of great causes. So, but that's not the, just the criteria. It doesn't mean you're just a good person. Oh, you have to yeah. be killing it at life. So uh, well, he has
1: a biopic coming out um, about him. And I mean, I think that's like the ultimate you're killing it nod.
0: Well, he's the number one seed for a reason. So uh, the question is, is Justin Bieber enough to dethrone Alton John. And Justin D. Bieber, obviously discovered by Usher, um, and even Justin Timberlake on YouTube back in the day, uh, brought him up, raised him, mentored him, became super popular, uh, married to Haley Baldwin now. But, you know, he's had amazing songs, Baby, Boyfriend, he's won a Grammy, he was actually the first artist to surpass 10 billion views on Vivo. Uh, He's done Calvin Klein ads, but he is not without controversy. Um, Mm. Definitely had a few incidents. The most famous one, the one that always sticks out to me, is the one where he peed in a bucket. Yeah,
1: that video really caught uh, caught fire.
0: Right. Him Um, and his monkey,
1: like a lot lot of things.
0: Exactly. So uh, there's a lot going on with Bieber. So my question for you, Nick, is uh, number one, C versus number four, Sir Elton John or Justin Bieber?
1: So look, I'm not going to let the controversies Justin Bieber's either whether you want to say been a part of or had to face I'm not going to let those really um impair my judgment just because I think that's just something that anyone in the position Justin Bieber's in in this day and age would be going through as well so I don't want to let the negatives cloud my judgment but if we stack up the positives I mean you said it yourself Sir Elton John number one male record sorry number one solo artist of all time maybe you said male but either way they're in the same bracket for that male solo artists and if elton john's number one at what they both do let alone the fact that we're referring to him as sir elton john he is knighted i gotta give this one to sir elton john
0: yeah, as much as I want to give it to Bieber, um, yeah, yeah, don't take that quote out of context. Um, but as much as I want to uh, move him along, uh, the guy hasn't made music in a while. I mean, I'm waiting for, you know, like as much as uh, a controversy as he has, he makes a lot of good songs and oh, I haven't 100. heard one in a while. And for me, that takes away because I want some new Bieber music. Um, yes. If there was a jam, if he had like the number one new song out right now, I could see why you would want to send him outside of earth to you know go see the aliens because uh you know he's the best artist there is out there right now but he's not that he's kind of taking a hiatus and all that stuff i know he's had some issues i feel more comfortable even though he's a little bit older i think he's in his 80s now uh i'm going to uh agree with you that we're going to you know chalk pick we're going to send sir elton john through to the elite eight
1: like you said he's the one seed for a reason
0: yeah exactly all right so let's move on to our next musicians the number two versus the number three seed here we go so we have our number two seed lady gaga and lady gaga. and our number three seed adam levine uh so lady gaga for me i mean always known for that meat dress that she wore uh <laughs> what a classic uh, classic um really crazy just dance born this way had a lot of great hits uh, really changed her approach um, she's always adapting. She's always, uh, you know, she has a major, major following. Uh, Billboard Woman of the Year, uh, nine Grammys. She just won an Academy Award for Star is Born. She's halfway to an EGOT. So uh, that's like, you know, the triple crown of all the awards. So an Emmy, oh. Grammy, and Oscar, a Tony. So, okay. you know, she's, she might get there one day. She also has a ton of Guinness World Records. I don't know if you know this. I did not um, yeah so she has them for uh the most product placement in a music video um the largest gathering of impersonators she has like a lot of crazy guinness world records and she is a huge figure and she goes up against adam levine of maroon 5 fame a coach on the voice so he's Mm -hmm. mentoring other musicians uh he has three grammys he just did the super bowl halftime show which uh, lady gaga did a few years ago um he's acted in some films he has his own fragrance He's married to the Hottie Prince Lou, Victoria's Secret model. So that's definitely a plus. He's done the Victoria's Secret fashion show. So two very accomplished people. Number two versus number three seed. Tell me what you think. Lady Gaga versus Adam Levine.
1: So funny enough, I'm probably a bigger Maroon 5 fan than I am Lady Gaga. There are some songs that I find really catchy, some songs that stuck to me, but I've never been particularly a Lady Gaga fan. But I think it's safe to say right now, whether it's in film, television, or music, I think she's one of the biggest acts right now in the world. Whereas, yes, Adam Levine did the halftime show. But to your point earlier, Lady Gaga did it first. And I think also a lot of people were giving Adam Levine heat for that halftime show. I mean, even the picture we see right now, it's him half naked. Um, The world saw that at the halftime show. I gotta give this one to Lady Gaga. What do you think?
0: So I, I was, I was confused a little bit. I mean, I don't know that if I had a vote, I would necessarily give it to Lady Gaga. But um, th- this is my thing. I, I think she's great uh, for a lot of people. She's not my cup of tea. Same.
1: Um,
0: but you know, this is the thing. I, I guess I would. My, my initial thought is that if you sent Lady Gaga, would she say something that would really screw the whole thing up? Like, are we sending Lady Gaga? And then they're like, this woman does not represent <laughs> the rest of the planet. This woman who dresses crazy, and I know she's changed over the years, but um, who's like very wild and a crazy personality, like, can we trust her? But then I thought about it and I was like, would the aliens feel like they can relate to her? She's Ooh, different. Okay. Yeah, she's, um, you know, like she's the person who has her little monsters um, who are, you know, these people who, who, you know, might think that they're not the average person, that they're a little bit different and that's okay. And they're cool with that. And I wonder if the aliens will relate to that and think, okay, I, I you know, Lady Gaga might be the best representation of what we have on this planet.
1: It's funny because I feel like what you just said there, actually relates to a lot more on planet earth than was intended
0: (laughs) for sure for sure uh so if you had a vote right now tell me lady gaga or adam levine
1: i'm going gaga despite what she might say that could potentially botch the situation i think adam levine might hip thrust this into an oblivion so i'm going gaga
0: All right. So no upset here. We have Lady Gaga and Sir Elton John moving along in the musician category. So next up, we're going to go to the top right of the bracket. So these people would not meet each other until the finals, at least. But we're going to start with the number one seed in the actor-actress category. And you might be surprised, but we have (laughs) Olivia Wilde here. So this was someone who, you know, when I showed the list, everyone was like, she's so attractive. Um, And, you know, that probably influences. But is is Beauty the reason to put her, you know, to send her versus Bruce Willis, the number four seed in the actor-actress category? So let me give you the stats and then you tell me what you think. Uh, Olivia Wilde, I know her for The O.C. um, back in the day. She's in House, uh, which I believe you loved. Love Uh, House. Yeah, Alpha Dog. She has directed movies. She's married to Jason Sudeikis from SNL. Mm -hmm. She's a major sex symbol. Um, She's been the executive producer on many documentaries. She's made documentaries about Hurricane Sandy and the Haiti earthquakes. She's a huge activist. She was actually named uh, PETA's sexiest vegetarian. Um, (laughs) So yeah, she's like some of the best, uh, you know, like some of the best people uh, love Olivia Wilde, Uh, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Uh, Yeah, that's what he's John McClane in Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, Sixth Sense, Broadway. Uh, He's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, He has a Globe, two Emmys. He was married to Demi Moore for a very long time. They were the, you know, Hollywood's couple for forever. Uh, Has a daughter, Boomer Willis, who's super active right now uh, in Hollywood. So tell me what you think and then I'll give you my two cents.
1: So it's funny because you pulled this up. I mean, I see a picture of Olivia Wilde. I see a picture of Bruce Willis and right away to your initial point for him, die hard came to mind. The ultimate, is it a Christmas movie or not question. And that I thought was going to be the winning selling point there. Um, I actually didn't know a lot of the stuff you brought up, brought up about Olivia Wilde and that actually sold me on her. And Look, I mean, if she doesn't necessarily win whatever it is against the aliens, I think she could bring the whole situation to peace and do it in a sexy and vegetarian style. So I got to go with Olivia Wilde on this one. What do you think?
0: So this was the one that, you know, like the beginning of every NCAA tournament when they show the bracket, they're like, ooh, upset alert over here. Um, So that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I, I thought that Bruce Willis might take this one. Mm-hmm. I love your point about Olivia Wilde. Um, you know, she's such a big activist. Uh, she has so many things going for her. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm debating. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could ask the audience right now. Uh, if your vote is for Bruce Willis, or is for Olivia Wilde, um, it's hard for me to vote for Bruce Willis. So I think this is the closest battle. I think this is a buzzer beater. And I yes. think that... Olivia Wilde, to me, takes it at the buzzer.
1: I love it. Go, Olivia. Again, initial Bruce Willis, but you sold me on Olivia.
0: Okay, so this is going to be an interesting one. So this, I got Reese Witherspoon at our number two seed, William Shatner at the number three seed. So Reese Witherspoon, um, Academy Award winner, Emmy Award winner, two Golden Globes, uh, known best for Legally Blonde, Uh, She was in Walk the Line, Gone Girl, the show Big Little Lies. She's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She has her own production company. She was actually the first SNL host to host right after 9-11, That was a really important moment obviously uh north american history american history because uh she basically you know like this during this time this horrible horrible time um she was able to kind of bring everyone back to comedy and uh, worked with lauren michaels on that so that was a big uh, thing for her i knew her originally for being rachel green's sister jill on friends um so she did great for that but this one's interesting so william shatner uh, captain kirk from star Mm -hmm. trek So uh, I actually knew him a lot from uh, being on third rock from the sun. I don't know if you remember that he was like the big giant head. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was, uh, I mean, obviously that was when he was older, but I was never a star Trek person per se, but I know that how big of a following they have. Um, He's actually from Montreal, which is uh, really cool.
1: Funny side note. um, John and I actually went to elementary school with his nephew. Um, He is Rory's like, Uncle in some degree.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, maybe great uncle or something, but no, no something. favoritism here. We're yes. just uh, independent arbitrators discussing Reese Witherspoon versus William Shatner. He also has an Emmy. He has a Golden Globe. Also known recently for the practice in Boston Legal. Um, so, what do you think? You tell me, Reese Witherspoon or William Shatner?
1: My first question: Are we sending present day William Shatner or Captain Kurt William Shatner?
0: I think we're sending the best version of that person. So I would say you're sending probably Captain Kirk, William Shatner.
1: So I kind of, my initial thought was Shatner uh, when I saw this. And I kind of almost had one of those, like the last round, where you were really selling me on Reese Witherspoon. But look, Star Trek's just one of the biggest things in the world. Like you said, I'm not a... Particularly ever been a fan of it myself um, i'm a total nerd in a lot of other degrees but not in this one but look he's an icon he's a part of one of the biggest fandoms of all time so who better to go fight the aliens to some degree than william shatner himself
0: Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I mean, I think Reese Witherspoon is awesome. Um, I would love to meet her. I think she's probably so nice. And they're similar to... Yeah, no, I think think like similar to a lot of people on the list would be able to defuse any situation. But I mean, who can talk to the aliens better than Captain Kirk? So to me, this two versus three seed matchup, this is our first upset. I think I got to go with Shatner as well to move on to the Elite Eight. Do you agree?
1: Oh, beam him up. Let's do it.
0: All right, so in the Elite Eight, in the actor-actress section, we got William Shatner versus Olivia Wilde coming right up. And in the bottom right section of our board, we're going to go to the athletes next. So I'm going to go to the number one seed in the athlete section, Shaquille O'Neal, versus the number four seed, Blake Griffin. Now let me give you a little bit of a caveat. So someone that was not included on the list was Kyrie Irving. And Hmm. I'm going to tell you why we ended up putting Blake Griffin at the number four seed and Kyrie Irving was just left out at number five. So I'll get to that. So we'll start with Shaq. Uh, I mean, he's the man, obviously. Uh, Number one overall pick, 1992 in the NBA, uh, four championships, three NBA Finals MVPs, one MVP in the year 2000, 15-time All-Star, eight times All-NBA First Team, Rookie of the Year in 1993, has his number retired by both LA and Miami, Went into the Hall of Fame in 2016. He is a rapper. He has rapped on, yes. created four different albums that have done really well. Um, he's in a bunch of reality shows. And he's obviously an amazing host on TNT and commentator. Hilarious guy. So Hilarious.
1: So fun. Hilarious.
0: The best. So we love Shaq. And he's going up against Blake Griffin. Uh, number one overall pick as well in 2009, one of the NBA's greatest rookies. So you're going to think about the best version of Blake Griffin. One of the NBA's greatest rookies. He was amazing coming out of the college. Uh, he was Zion Williamson before there was Zion Williamson. So people were talking about Blake Griffin um, to be that guy. He's won the slam dunk competition, six-time all-star, rookie of the year, also dated Kendall Jenner. So mm-hmm. I think you got to give him that. That's a huge plus. But honestly, I was you know going back and forth, Kyrie, Blake, Kyrie, Blake, and I was reading up and I saw, you know, the whole thing that Kyrie said the earth was flat and I just mm-hmm. figured how can he get to space if he thinks the earth is flat? Cause he's probably thinks he's just going to fall off of it. So I decided to go with Blake Griffin.
1: So first of all, it's, on note of Kyrie. Yeah. I feel like his um, traveling strategy would be to walk to the Arctic and hopefully, you know, just kind of walk off the earth and get sucked up into space. Obviously that's not happening. And how could you represent a planet when you don't even know what that planet looks like, let alone the shape. So I'm with you on Kyrie cannot be the representative to be honest with you. This is actually the first um, matchup that it wasn't even like a thought like, and as you kept, you know, listing all of Shaq's accolades and I feel like we could have kept that going for another at least five minutes, things Shaq has accomplished, things that make Shaq great. I got to give this to Shaq Diesel. I think this one's obvious. Uh, Even at Blake's best, even if we're talking about jumping over cars, slam dunk Blake Griffin, which funny enough, I think actually this year arguably could be a better Blake Griffin, but we're not going to get into that. I got to give this to Shaq. What
0: do you think? Yeah, save that for our next NBA section in yes. the next podcast. But uh, yeah, no, I, I had a trouble. I mean, dating Kendall Jenner, um, that's huge. So Shaq didn't do that. Um,
1: it is huge, but Shaq is huger.
0: Right. With Literally. a 22 size foot, I will move Shaq forward into the Elite Eight. So no problem with that. Now let's go into our last matchup. This is our two seed versus our three seed in the athlete section. The one and only Peyton Manning versus Danica Patrick. So this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peyton Manning, 18 seasons in the NFL, one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time, two championships, 14 Pro Bowls, so All-Star Games, uh, seven times first team All-Pro, five-time NFL MVP. When marijuana was legalized in Colorado, he decided before that, I'm going to buy out all the Papa Johns in Colorado so I can make that money. What a smart guy. Um, what a smart guy. <laughs> He's uh, one of SNL's greatest hosts yes. ever. Still one of my favorite episodes of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's Peyton Manning. And then we have Danica Patrick. So obviously known as an uh, amazing race car driver. She won the 2008 Indy Japan 300, the only win by a woman ever in the IndyCar series. Uh, oh. She raced in NASCAR. She's the 2005 Indy 500 Rookie of the Year. Um, she's appeared in advertisements for GoDaddy, Chevy, Coca-Cola, Hot Wheels, Lyft. She also has her own brand of wine. Um, she's voted very high up on multiple polls for the world's sexiest person, and she's dating Aaron Rodgers.
1: Really? What a, okay, what a world we live in.
0: Yes. So this is our two versus our three seed in the athlete category. What do you think?
1: At the risk of sounding stupid, and let me let me start by saying I know very little about football. I don't know much. Um, I actually only started really watching this year, a bit last year. Um, I've seen O'Peyton Manning. I know he's an all-time great. I've seen him win Super Bowls. His SNL episode, hilarious. That skit with him and the kids, amazing genius. I don't know who Danica Patrick is. Um, you, you did a great job summarizing her. You did a great job letting me know her accomplishments and her accolades. I'm in a spot where I don't necessarily feel comfortable deciding between these two to, in some facet, in some way, protect the human race and planet earth. So I'm going to throw this one back to you. I want you to pull the trigger on this clearly both very accomplished people, not only in their field, but in many other ways. Um, so what do you think?
0: So th- for me, um, if I'm going to be the solo person making a decision, um, I'm so curious what everybody else thinks, but I, I think Peyton Manning is so clever -hmm. You know, to be able to do that thing with Papa John's, he was just such such a workhorse in the NFL. Really, one of the best quarterbacks. Um, And uh, I'm a Giants fan, and I (laughs) I love Eli. But Peyton was the man. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, if this was purely uh, you know sports athletes, I mean, I, I love Peyton Manning. But I'm gonna give this to Danica Patrick. For me, someone who had not everything given to her, she goes into a sport where it's basically all male driven, no pun intended. Uh, You know, she, she gets there and she accomplishes a lot. She sets a standard. um, You know, she's really a trailblazer blazer in the sport to me. I got to go with Danica Patrick because I think she can accomplish things that a lot of other people could not accomplish. So I feel way more comfortable sending her um, out there than I do Peyton Manning. So for me, this is our, another, another upset. The number three seed Danica Patrick would move on to the next round. Perfect all right now let's go into our miscellaneous section this is the bottom left this so one have- i am
1: very interested in
0: yeah absolutely so we got the musicians versus miscellaneous we got the athletes versus the uh the actors and actresses so coming right up so here i'm gonna give you our first section is oh
1: boy.
0: yeah <laughs> So the number one seed in the miscellaneous section, give me Albert Einstein, uh, known for the theory of relativity uh, equals MC squared. Everybody knows that Nobel Prize prize in physics, uh, very famous for recommending to Roosevelt in the U S to look into nuclear weapons, highlighted the danger of them uh, widely considered the world's greatest genius. So he's obviously the number one seed in this section
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> up against the great Perez Hilton, uh, <laughs> Couldn't really fit him in any other categories, but really a trailblazer as far as blogging and taking tabloid photographs, knowing about all the other celebrities, uh, adding his captions. He has had many controversies over the years. Um, he had a really famous one for outing people before they were ready to be outed. But you know what? He's turned around his image. He's done really well for himself in the last few years. Uh, done a lot of TV shows. So huge personality, um, a lot of connections. What do you think about this one?
1: Oof. <laughs> This one, first of all, I was not expecting this in the miscellaneous category, so great. If anyone's listening, whoever is listening, I want to just remind you, um, these are all birthdays in March. This is March Madness, if you've gotten this far, just to keep you on track where we're at. Look, Perez Hilton, I think, um, accomplished and trailblazer kind of are even an understatement to what he's done in regards to just, to blogging, let alone just content, just, you know, being in our, you know, in our homes, whether you want them there or not. So I got to give him kudos to that. But if we want to talk trailblazers, we want to talk someone who went above and beyond in their field and is still arguably one of the goats to this day. Not, not arguably, sorry, arguably the goat, a hundred percent. One of the goats, Albert Einstein, I think is the Undoubtable winner for this matchup. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that goes without saying. Uh, It is indubitably so. And yeah, I got to give this to Albert Einstein. What do you think?
0: I couldn't agree more. Uh, This is a slam dunk for me. This is one of those uh, NCAA matchups where the score is like 71 to 49. And you're like, okay, definitely going to see what else is on TV right now. Ah. I, I, I like Perez Hilton. I think he does a lot of good work. But uh, Albert Einstein, he's going to be very interesting to see how he matches up against some other people in this tournament uh, coming right up. Okay, and this is our last matchup in the Sweet 16. This is going to be very interesting for you. Give me Dr. Seuss versus Al Gore. Okay?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Mr. Theodore Seuss. Dr. Theodore Seuss, (laughs) known for the most popular children's books of all time, selling 600 million copies in more than 20 languages, Uh, known for The Cat in the Hat, The Grinch Who Sold Christmas, Green Eggs and Ham. Um, So this man is, I mean, everybody knows Dr. Seuss, right? You know, they ask you, like, who's your doctor? It's Dr. Seuss. Uh, (laughs) And then let's talk about Al Gore, uh, the 45th Vice President of the United States, has the Nobel Peace Prize for Climate Change, Academy Award winning, um, director, or uh, He was involved in the, in the preparing of the Inconvenient Truth, a lot to do with climate change. He won an Academy Award for that. He was very close in the running for Times Person of the Year in 2007. He actually has a Grammy Award as well for a spoken word for, oh. um, for the Inconvenient Truth. And he was almost the President of the United States. It was very close in 2000, lost, lost to Bush, and he just had a uh, recount. He's hosted SNL twice, and he's been very good when he was on there. I'm sure if Dr. Seuss was still around, he would, uh, he would have hosted too.
1: He'd host so, the hell out of that show.
0: <laughs> yes, with green eggs and ham to boot. So, number two versus number three seed, Dr. Seuss or Al Gore?
1: For me, I think you saved the toughest one for last, in my opinion. This is, uh, oof, um, for a lot of reasons, my initial instinct, I want to say Dr. Seuss. And for a lot of reasons, my initial thought, I want to say Al Gore. I mean, look, especially in a time right now, we have a lot of um, climate change uh, doubters. We have a lot of people who uh, don't believe global warming is a thing. I mean, Al Gore, Al Gore told him so. Al Gore warned him. Uh, I think we all remember the uh, almost presidency that he uh, had. He's done a lot for the world. Um, he really put us on to a lot going on. Um, I'm going to give this one to Dr. Seuss only because I think it starts with the children. And when I say it, I mean everything. I mean the people who can go out there and say climate change is a thing and go and fight for it. I think it's from what they're, how they are nurtured as a youth. I think it's from the beliefs they take on. I think it's from the influences they take in when they're younger. And I don't think anyone can argue that Dr. Seuss was an incredible influence. I think his books um, speak for themselves, his work. Yeah, I think he really just uh, did a great job doing what he did. And I mean, look, I love rap music. Dr. Seuss is one of the OGs in the rap game. And I got to give this one to the doctor. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting if we did Dr. Seuss versus Dr. Dre, Hilarious. what would happen. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I was, um, you know, Al Gore has all the accomplishments. He has the resume. Mm-hmm. If you don't send him out there. Al Gore will call us idiots. And tell <laughs> us, you know, he's going to say to us, why are, no, why are you not sending me? I
1: know about the earth better than anybody else. And you know what the funny thing is? Yeah. We're going to send whoever it is we send. And 10 years from now, Al Gore is going to show us why we should have sent Al Gore.
0: Yeah, so this, this podcast will be made into a movie about why we didn't send Al Gore. He's going to be right. <laughs> so for very inconvenient reasons, I'm going to go with Dr. Seuss. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be able to wordsmith his way to whatever deal he has to make with the aliens. So he's moving on to the Elite Eight Um, So let's pick this up. We're going to go – this will be a little bit quicker for the next round because we know who these people are right now. So in the musicians category, we had Sir Elton John versus Lady Gaga. So tell me your thoughts. Sir Sir Elton John, Lady Gaga, two legends. Mm
1: -hmm. Look, I think it's – and I'm not saying that Elton John is the Michael Jordan of music, but I think it's kind of like – and I'm not saying Lady Gaga is LeBron James – but it's a matter of who would you pick, Jordan or LeBron. And by that, I mean in the sense of anyone who really knows Lady Gaga knows how inspired she was by Elton John. I think she's um, a nice mixture of Elton John meets Madonna meets modern day spirit. Uh, I got to give this one to Elton John.
0: I agree too. I think he is the number one pick on the board. Uh, he was in my number one seed in this whole tournament for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. This guy just has so, much com- so many accomplishments. He's loved by everybody and uh lady gaga isn't i mean uh for all the things that she's done i know there's people screaming at us how could you not love lady gaga uh look yeah. it's just not she's just not my cup of tea um i think she does a lot of great work but it's just not my thing and uh, and at this point um i know she beat uh adam levine but i would definitely put sir elton john through to the final four definitely All right, so let's move on to... uh, We'll actually go back to the miscellaneous category because these people will be uh, playing each other in the next round. So next up, we got Albert Einstein versus Dr. Seuss. What do you think?
1: Hmm. (sighs) My argument for Dr. Seuss, that it starts with the children, and I stand by it, but it really starts with physics. So... I got to give this one to Albert Einstein. I think we wouldn't be where we are as people were it not for Albert Einstein in the sense of what we understand in the world um, outside of us. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. What do you think?
0: Oh, this is a tough one for me because uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Dr. Seuss is coming in with a lot of momentum. He's ready to take Albert Einstein down in this competition. I could see what you're saying. I, I love Albert Einstein's um, <laughs> will to win um and uh you know deservedly so um to get it to the final four i'm just thinking about this right now yeah i I could see your point the thing is 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 i feel like we have a trust that if we send albert einstein out there something good's gonna happen i feel like it's a little bit more of a risk with dr seuss the question is are we willing to take that risk oh indubitably okay well let me ask you something do you think there's any chance that if I said to you, okay, we're going to send Dr. Seuss up there, you feel comfortable with it? Like, do you feel like, oh, this is, this is going to be good?
1: At the risk of um, repeating myself indubitably.
0: Okay. Okay, so you feel comfortable with it? Yes. All right. So if you feel comfortable with sending Dr. Seuss up there, I, I want to fight for Dr. Seuss because the thing is, I, I, my biggest worry is I, I would put Dr. Seuss through because it's going to be more fun you know, Dr. Seuss um, will try and have fun with the aliens. And I'm worried that Albert Einstein will be so serious that they're going to be like, this is what you sent me, this guy who's like so serious and so knowledgeable. Like this is the best that human history has to offer. And he might be, but I don't know. I, I could see Dr. Seuss like doing some real damage up there and uh, almost like tricking them in like incepting their minds into doing things that uh, Albert Einstein may not have thought of.
1: Um, look, he could not, would not on a boat but he just might on a spaceship. So if you, look, you framed, framed the argument. I love it. I love Dr. Seuss. Uh, let's send the, let's okay. do it.
0: All right, I like the upset right here. We're going to send Dr. Seuss through to the next round. Uh, now let's talk about the actors and actresses division over here. So we had, sending through, we had Olivia Wilde versus William Shatner. What do you think?
1: Look, um... <sighs> obviously Captain Kirk, you know, Star Trek, Um, you really did a good job selling me on Olivia Wilde before. You um, really made her not only sound very accomplished, which she is, but you made her sound like one of the top tier candidates for what we are sending these people to do. Whether I thought this, all of 20 minutes ago, whether I thought this earlier in the day, had you asked me, I got to go with Olivia Wilde. What do you think?
0: Me too. Um, I think she's uh, she's awesome. I think everybody loves Olivia Wilde. When you hear mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde's name, you're like, oh, wow. Um, and, and look, it could just be because she's extremely attractive, but it's also just because she's like a really good person. And um, I think William Shatner, we put him through because he knew space. Yeah. But you know, now he's kind of up against someone who – Uh, really comes in and like, this is your, your all-star in this competition. Um, She's coming in with a lot of stats and a lot of calmness and someone that, you know, we can really get behind. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm, I would move Olivia Wilde through to the next round.
1: Yeah, I think the universe is about to get a little more wild.
0: All right, let's so let's talk actor. Uh, let's talk athletes in the um, next section. So we moved on Shaquille O'Neal versus Danica Patrick. So I know you don't know Danica,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so it's a little bit tough. But if I had to get my vote, and this could be just an easy one, I would just move Shaq through at this point because I think Danica. I would put her in over Peyton. Um, I think she's amazing, and I don't want to take away anything. Like I said, she's accomplished a lot, but. Shaquille, O'Neal. Shaquille I mean, O'Neal, I mean, he's the man. I mean, so he's like the Duke that's coming in there. And you know, you just, you know, put him on through, put him on through to the finals. I love Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, yeah, what do you think?
1: No arguments there. That is yeah. 100%. We're talking about Shaq. Yeah, let's send them forward.
0: All right, so let's talk about our final four. The sections are coming together. They're all meeting each other. And now uh, on our left side of our bracket, we got Sir Elton John representing the musicians. We got Dr. Seuss representing the miscellaneous. This is quite the bonanza. Oh God. Nick, tell me, Sir Elton John or Dr. Seuss? When you woke up this morning, did you think I was going to ask you which one of them would you send to space?
1: Well, I mean, that's usually my thought in my morning routine of listening to Elton John while reading Dr. Seuss. But um, look, this is a tough one. These are two people who. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's safe to say I think they both changed up like the world that they're in you know dr seuss in the realm of children's books elton john and music i mean these are two uh historic figures for a lack of a better term uh this is tough but one of them is knighted one of them has the salute from the queen i gotta give this one to sir elton john for no other reason than being a sir what do you think
0: I think Dr. Seuss has had an incredible run in this tournament. (laughs) Um, Look, and and I think that, like I said, I would love taking the risk of sending him up there because he's a wordsmith and he knows how to, you know, convince people of things. Maybe the aliens have some young children and Dr. Seuss can write a nice story for them. But I just think Elton John coming in there, you know, like so experienced, so wise, can write a song uh, just as well as Dr. Seuss can write a children's book. 100%. Uh, I'm with you. I think that the first matchup in the Final Four has to go to Elton John. He will reach the finals in our championship game
1: and face
0: either Olivia Wilde or Shaquille O'Neal. So what do you think about that matchup?
1: Look, I've been very confident in Sir Elton John's abilities up until now. But look, whether he faces Shaq or he faces Olivia Wilde, he has a tough finals to get through. I don't think we've even touched on the fact that he is the Rocket Man. But hey, let's look at the other side of the board and we'll get back to that one. I just like keep thinking as amazing as you sold me on Olivia Wilde. I just can't get the image out of my head of Shaq literally picking her up and just eating her whole. Like literally like, kind of the way a snake just like unhinges its jaw and just swallows another animal. Uh, this one's tough. Um, yeah, so, so
0: let me give you my two cents. Yeah. This is if you don't mind. I, no, I, go for it. Yeah, so I, I think that the natural inclination is to put Shaquille O'Neal through uh, to face off against Elton John. But you know what? I've watched a lot of Inside the NBA, and Shaq does some stupid things. Oh, yeah. And I kind of worry. I, I You know, what happens? You know, Shaq is huge, and he's the man. But, you know, we keep putting him through because he's the man. And then I think that's the same mistake that Ernie and Chuck and <laughs> – You know, uh, they they all make those same mistakes. They're always like, let's trust Shaq. And uh, Shaq always gets them in the end. And I don't want to make that mistake. So to me, I trust Olivia Wilde in this competition a lot more than I trust Shaq right
1: now. So to your point, I feel like Shaq would get up there and the aliens would play his rendition of Shaq in a fool where it's just scenes of all the stupid things that Shaq has done. And don't get me wrong. He's great. There's a reason why he is in this semifinals matchup, but to the earlier point of, I think what really got Olivia Wilde this far in March madness is that she's clearly a peacekeeper, a peace setter. I mean, I, PETA loves her. The public loves her. I mean, she, has done some great work and I think she can really unite the universe. So yeah, I'm with you. Let's give this one to Olivia.
0: All right, let's do this. Our national international interworldly championship game, Olivia Wilde versus Sir Elton John. Now these two, you know, behemoths come together to decide who will represent earth against the aliens. uh, Who can convince them not to attack us. Do you have more faith in Sir Elton John or Olivia Wilde?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you guys can't see my face, but I'm like in dismay of like what to do here. Uh, Look, Elton John, to the point earlier, is just like one of the goats. Elton John is amazing. Elton John shook up the music world. He has done so much for... You know, activism. He is an activist himself. He is a knight. Um, Olivia Wilde, on the other hand, amazing actress, done so much in her field as well as strong activist. But I really think, in terms of not only what each player brings to their own field and their realm, in terms of the accomplishments they have had, whether it be through the activism that they each partake in or the imprint they're gonna leave on our society i think elton john takes the cake in that one and i think for that reason i want him to leave his imprint in space what do you think
0: so my 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 thing is i think elton john is awesome i I worry i mean i'm looking at this photo that i put of elton john and uh, justin bieber from the first round and if he goes to space with those heart glasses that's my biggest thing is like Mm -hmm. how are you going to dress or is it good that he's dressing you know a little bit off colored or you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tough one for me. I think Olivia Wilde has had an incredible run because the funny thing is in the first round, when I looked at Olivia Wilde's uh, original matchup versus Bruce Willis, I thought that was the upset alert of the entire yeah. tournament. So it's like she just escaped in the first round and made it all the way to the finals. And I'm not really sure uh, which one to pick right now. So if you had a choice, 100%, you're sending Elton John over Olivia Wilde.
1: So I didn't know a solid amount of some of the stuff you told me about Olivia Wilde and you did a great job um, selling her to me. I mean, if she's looking for any sort of representation or marketing, I think she should reach out to you because Olivia, we know you're listening. Look, I'm going Elton John. I think to your point before, it would be even more hilarious if he shows up and a common theme on this Martian planet is that they all wear heart sunglasses. Look, I think they either be into his style or at the very worst, but in the best case for him, be threatened by it. And I think Elton John is the hero that we deserve and the hero that we need. What do you think?
0: I agree with you. Um, You convinced me. I think that we'll keep Olivia Wilde on Earth. She's going to keep doing great work here, but um, Sir Elton John is the hero that was promised, and we're going to send him to this incredible bonanza up in space to represent us and i have no doubt that he's going to do a great job um Rocky and he, Man is going home exactly and he's representing us in this uh, best person born in march tournament
1: march madness
0: <laughs> yes exactly all right so that is everything for today i hope you guys enjoyed let us know your thoughts on the tournament Uh, the NBA stuff we discussed, uh, what your holiday is, who used the words correctly more. Nick, do you have any final thoughts about anything we discussed today?
1: Indubitably. Look, this is the second time we're giving this a run. The first time we're hopefully putting this out. And I don't know, I had a lot of fun today. And um, I look forward to doing this more. I look forward to all the fun games we have planned because, Again, I really, I got to salute you on this March Madness. I think this was hilarious. I think it was a really fun thing to do. And if you're listening, I advise you do this at home, whether it be with celebrities or even just people you know who are born in March. This was great. And it was great doing this with you, John. And I look forward to doing this again. What about you?
0: look i loved it it's always fun getting to talk to you i hope that we can do this on a regular basis and that uh, i hope you guys enjoy i mean i think we went a little bit longer and uh, you know we keep saying that we're going to keep it shorter but we went a little bit longer than we wanted to today but i hope you guys take the time whether you're driving home from work or you just want something fun to listen to i hope we can entertain you for a little bit and we can keep doing that moving forward like nick said we're going to try and come up with some fun games but we want to hear from you if you're listening along tell us what you want us to talk about Hopefully, we're going to bring on some guests moving Ooh. forward. So uh, bring on a third person to discuss different topics.
1: Oh, yeah. Just, um, again, if you're out there, let us know who you want us to bring on. Maybe we'll get some specialists. Maybe we'll, you know, keep us posted.
0: Yeah. Maybe we can get Alton John. You never know. Hey. So um, thank you so much. Uh, we are Nick and John, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys. <laughs>